Real News. Honest and fun political talk weekly on the line 90.7 FM. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> you just look at each other. Yeah, we're doing great, actually. I'm a good start this morning. I'm a, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you have a good afternoon? I did have a great afternoon, yeah. <laughs> like, I woke up kind of late today. I was like, I'm a maybe one I woke up in, and then. 12.30. At 12.30, yeah. So, yeah, I was pretty late, though. But I actually got sleep, so I'm, I'm good. Good job. Yeah. How about you, Phil? Uh, I, uh, I slept pretty much all day. I was pretty useless. Gotta admit. Useless, Phil? Pretty much useless. Pretty much useless today. I may or may not did I may or may not had a few drinks. And uh This early in the morning? Uh no, no, the night before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's five o'clock somewhere. That's right. Five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> Drink them. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, dude, I went to this um, this this place. You remember when you were at that hotel at that place? What? Yeah, that place. Wait, wait <laughs> oh, yeah. there, buddy. <laughs> that the pain and the oh, you mean the LI hotel? You know that that hotel. So wait, which hotel? Was, was, was it the one? Out. Wait, was it the one I was at for LI? Yes, it was like right across the street there from there. I wish I would have knew about this place when you were here because you could have visited it because it, it reminded me a lot like hunt valley in maryland if you've ever been there it was just like the largest uh, giant eagle i've ever been to oh wow and I, and I went in there and it's just like so much hipster crap over there it's insane like they had these uh, little coffees it was like nitro coffee or whatever i thought it was a milk drink because it was in the dairy section but apparently it was just black coffee so i was not really pleased do you like it black I do like it black, but uh, I don't know. I, I was expecting it to be a milk drink since it was in the dairy section, and it didn't even have any dairy in it, so it's a little bit of a lie. But that place is insane. They had a, uh, they had like a aged meat section. They had like four different delis in there, and I was just like, holy crap! And I only visited like I only looked at half the store. This was like the size of a Costco, but like just groceries, and they were all expensive, so that wasn't really good for me. But Everything else was pretty cool. I didn't even see the whole shopping center. They had like a movie theater there. They had, and it was a nice movie theater too, from what I understand. Like they actually had seats that are like good for you. Oh, the recliner seats? From what I understand, yeah. I think my buddies went out there to see the uh, Avengers movie the other day. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that later because we went and saw it and have some yeah. thoughts. Somebody fell asleep. We're going to spoil the movie for everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, get those people on the radio to love us. But uh, no, so I went there. I did uh, some de-rusting of a lawnmower body and also painted it. So mm. tomorrow I'm going to, you know, do some brain surgery with it. So yeah, mm, a decent productive surgery. day. My girlfriend's making dinner. Oh. So mm. Mine doesn't do that. Well, someone doesn't have a kitchen, so, you know. You yes, gotta, we do. You gotta, oh, at your place, you don't have a kitchen. Oh. Yes, we do, actually. Downstairs in the basement. Oh, come on. the kitchen, the basement. What is this? <laughs> this is a dorm. Yeah. yeah, it is a dorm. That's something that a dorm would do. Well, at least you have a kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. See, if you have a microwave, you could make stuff in there. Like, I've lived off of microwave food for a while. Not the best, but... You like microwave food, Sean? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Dude, they got some pretty crazy things you can make in a microwave. Yeah, if you you, have you can make some pretty like, creative concoctions Yeah. with a microwave. 
I knew this guy who went to prison. He had some pretty creative concoctions too. So it's probably the same sort of thing. But like, give a microwave, so it's even better. Wait, don't you have like a microwave in your own dorm room? Don't you use that? <laughs> no, I actually use. I since I don't use it, I use it for storage. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> yes, that's, I remember he had some items in there that were of interest. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I had balloons in there. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Balloons, yeah. Balloons, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what we meant to say. Balloons. <laughs> no, nah, it's nothing bad. Incognito uh, balloons. <laughs> uh, so are balloons that they give away for free at Penn State. Wow, we're uh, dump again. Already. I had a dump twice. Shrimp, we're shrimp, rolling. shrimp. We're rolling yeah. already. Shrimp, yeah. Oh, no, have God. you ever had like free shrimp? It's bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 Shrimp. You know what's worse? Jumbo shrimp. Such an oxymoron. Jumbo. Oh, I love jumbo shrimp. What are you talking about? Mm. I don't know. It just has a stupid name. Should we start with you know shrimp? our topics now? Or are we gonna just like devolve? Talk about shrimp. <laughs> You're a shrimp. I thought it was gonna be me that broke the ice. I gotta be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look who's I breaking the ice not, here. I did not expect. Yeah. Well, Oh, well, well. Expect the unexpected, sir. <laughs> oh, weren't you going to perform a song for us? Uh, I would have, but if I would have found the tune or whatever. Politics, am I right? <laughs> yeah, sing your song, Phil. No, I, I don't have. If I would have had sing the it. song, it would have happened. Sing it, sing it now. <laughs> well, uh, That's like telling a guy to go and crack a joke. <laughs> make a joke yeah what are you going to do at that point you know? I'd be like oh just my life crickets okay okay <laughs> it must be true then <laughs> uh, so I'm actually going to talk about a lot of like local stuff that's been happening other than the uh, big stuff that's been happening in the real world but how about we start off with um Talk about the thing that you had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was some Nigel. Um, uh, there was some the campus clash with some uh, Don Jr. Yeah. Yeah. So on Tuesday, Turning Point USA at Penn State, which is a club I'm a part of. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Disclosure. Nice. Disclosure. Yeah, there is a bit of a um, bias going in here, if you would say, uh, as the campus coordinator and president elect of Turning Point USA. We put on the, and I'm not exaggerating, this is what the higher-ups have told us, the biggest, the most hyped, the most smoothly run campus clash ever in Turning Point's history. We had 726 people fill Thomas 100. You know, 100 Thomas, where you know, Sam Richards has his lecture, that whole room was packed. Every seat was filled with people. We had to turn over 300 people away, at least. I low-key felt bad though. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I felt bad yeah. too because some of these people came out so long far to come see uh, our three headline speakers of Charlie Kirk, Kimberly Guilfoyle, and Donald Trump Jr., mm. which was pretty impressive that we were able to get that. Not going to lie. Uh, so they spoke for a bit. There was a Q&A. And then the event ended. But we had some low-energy protesters outside. They were holding some really um, awful signs. Like, did you guys see the signs that they were holding? Like, these were some pretty, like, crap signs. Like, they could have done a better job. They had signs that said, uh, we are Penn State. We are all in. 
Uh, compassion is more fun. The revol when the revolution comes, I didn't put when. They just said the revolution comes. Which side are you on? We don't support. Oh, that's that's like, literally, like, like are, you're stealing the revolution when the revolution comes. Like, what, what are you talking about? I, I don't when know. When is the revolution gonna come? You know, I think it's been like what a couple hundred years since Karl Marx wrote his thesis. Seventeen seventy six will commence again. I don't know. I think they're just there just because um, they kind of had to. Um, I don't even think there was a protest or anything. They're just, uh, I don't know. It didn't look they like a protest. They to do a protest. It's not a, it's helping for us too because it's like, it's not a real event if there's no protest. Well, it's a, like, pro it's a protest. It's just a low energy protest. Um, yeah. The yeah, other one, the, here's the yeah. worst sign. It was, it, this is so uncreative. It literally just reads, we don't support campus clash. <laughs> this is free speech. You should have had some counter protesters there being like, Krusty Krab, unfair, Mr. Krabs. Oh, I would have done that, yeah. <laughs> that was my idea. You would have done that. Yeah. I'm a goofy goober. Yeah. I'm a goofy goober. Rock! The other thing we had was a few hecklers in the audience oh, that were <laughs> oh heck, heck there's a heckler <laughs> uh and they would you know when i it really started when charlie started speaking he was the first guy to come out when charlie started speaking this one person just started like nah, 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 shouting him over and so i was told because i am you know i was one of the big volunteers this thing because mm -hmm. i was the you know i'm on the executive board so i i have a certain level where i have to do things that you know other volunteers don't have to do or shouldn't do uh for various reasons so uh we were told that if that person ever speaks again tries to you know uh heckle again that we're gonna have to deal with this you know i have to deal with this so i was like okay but that person didn't speak again another person next to them starts you know shouting it down they wouldn't shut up so i, was, I looked at my other exec board member i was like all right we gotta do something and because uh, they're just drowning out the speech and we can't hear anything that's going on. So we have to do this because they are subverting their freedom of speech of the speakers. Because it happened when Don Jr. came out in Kimberly. Um, you know, they were trying to basically uh, overpower his speech. And you couldn't hear Don Jr. You were, they were taken away from his free speech. So we went up there. I started talking to the guy and he just keeps shouting and shouting and shouting. You know, like, no, Trump, no, can't, can't, no, I just do what I You know, it's like one of those people just going nuts. Um I guess saying a whole bunch of crap. So I said, I said, sir, can you please be respectful? Um, you can ask questions during the Q and A, and uh, you know you're drowning out their speech, and we can't hear him. And he goes, I'm not gonna shut up. Ah! And I'm like, please be respectful, sir. And he's like, I don't have anything better to do today. And he's just absolutely like mad and just really just like in your face, like losing it. So. Uh, at that point, like we, you know, kept trying to tell him to just, you know, calm down, be respectful. And then finally he wouldn't listen. He kept yelling at us and we had to go up a second time, I think. Uh, and then finally the campus security came in and they had to escort him out and people just started cheering and chanting USA, 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 as they escorted him out. Uh, so there was a total of four, I think five, according to Mikey protesters, uh, were escorted out. We had, you know. That was pretty much, you know, basically what happened. But I love that event. It went perfectly. Like, it was really smooth. Everything went nicely. Everybody had fun. The crowd was hyped up. Like I said, Turning Point National Sales, the most hyped crowd they've ever had. Uh, and I've been getting nothing but praise from everyone, except for the Q&A, which I understand why people were disappointed in that.
thoughts, Alex, or yes. anyone else oh, here? Are we allowed to go and talk about the Q and A at all, or is that you know top secret stuff? Um, all I can say, and all I will say, is that the Q and A was not the traditional Q and A they do for campus clashes, where we have a mic set up and you go up to and ask a question. For this one, you had to submit it online through Twitter and Instagram. But the reason for that was be was out of my control. That's all I can really say is it was out of my control. It was out of our exec board's control. It was out of our chapter's control. This was something people higher than us made the decision on. And to be honest, I don't know why. We were told at first it was a secret service call, or I was told that by some people, but it wasn't. It was actually a call from um, other people. I'll just yeah. leave it at that. Yeah, well, there you go. So it wasn't anything you guys could have done. That yeah. Was, uh, it was different things. Uh, but anyways, I, I, I think it's going pretty well. And here's the thing. If there's 750 people in the room and because of the hecklers, the amount of time you guys had there was dramatically cut down. You know, there's only going to be a room for a certain amount of people to really even give their you know spiel. Right. Their thoughts on that. So, I mean, it makes sense, at least to me, why they'd have to do that. But... I don't know. It would have been nice if they didn't do it that way, but I still think everything else went 100% perfect as much as it could. Mm-hmm. I agree. And like I said, uh, I was talking to our field rep, Seven, and he said that it was the smoothest campus clash they've ever had where, like, setup went smooth, tickets went smooth, nothing went, you know, wrong. I mean, there's always a lot of problems that you come up with. Are you letting that mic just, like, touch your neck? You're distracting, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting distracted by somebody here. Um, and uh, the thing is, like, you know, my job as being on the exec board was not really a specific thing like ticketing or ushering or nothing like that. My job was just basically to watch everybody. If there was any problems came up, I had to solve it. So I was constantly running around like, oh, problem, solution, problem, fix, problem, fix, do this, do that. Boom, 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 boom. It was just constant, 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 constant. I did not sit down. I did not rest. I did not have time for chit chat. So I was constantly moving. And that taught me a lot about how events work. And it's just a great experience for anybody that wants to coordinate things, to organize things, to manage things. You will learn so much from doing events, especially of this caliber of this high prestigious you know uh, level of speakers i mean we we brought in the son of the president of the united states like that's a big deal and you know doing with campus security secret service the hub uh, the um, penn state administration i mean it's a lot of work that goes into it. it was a lot of fun totally worth it i would do it again in a heartbeat what did you guys think because you yeah. guys you were just a um uh watcher i guess you say a spectator and you were a volunteer so what did you guys think of it the good, the bad, the ugly, the ugly. It was, uh, it went well. I mean, it, it was well, it looked like it was well organized. It looked like it was like, uh, I mean. Is that uh, mic working? Which mic? Mine? Yeah, I could hear it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, I, uh, the, the, the Q&A did really irk me a little bit, but like. But then again, it wasn't really so much in our in our control. So like, but but I do get nervous. I get nervous when when something like that happens. Unlike like the normal meetings, 
Yeah, because you look on the internet. You look on the internet on any like turning point meeting, and it's like, you know, people are you know, people get a mic in the stands, and they're like, yeah, asking their questions, and it's like it because David uh, when David Hogg came to speak here, he got a lot of, I, I guess that he got a lot of flack for doing the questions, like putting the questions in the hat or whatever or can or whatever it was and so they could vet like to vet them and I don't know it's hard to try yeah let's try this is that better speaking to it please yes oh that's a lot better that's a lot better yeah a little lot maybe oh yeah yes no maybe so okay I can't hear you though. Oh, I turned you off. Why? Oh, that. Oh, I I realized why I couldn't hear him. Well, never mind. Continue. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So we'll we'll make a cut there. <laughs> yeah. So, what was your take again? Well, well, it. I mean, everything else, everything went, like me as far as timing wise and the organization, everything went well, like really, really, really well, which I was surprised because like for. A, meeting that big i was expecting plenty to go wrong go wrong not, yeah not go wrong but like a lot of you know adverse situations but i mean the only adverse situation was really hecklers and we were kind of already dealing with that anyway so um but yeah the q a really did kind of irk me but like um but that wasn't wasn't in our control so yeah. other than that like everything else was just Fabu. It went well. It went really well. The people that organized it deserve a whole lot of credit. It was it was just fan, very fantastic run. And not just the people who organized it, the volunteers deserve a tremendous amount of thanks yeah. because without yeah. them, and they all did a great job. Like I thought we were going to have people that didn't know what they were doing, were confused, or there would be a bunch of stuff going wrong, or they weren't used to it. Sort of, no, they picked it up well, and they ran with it, and they did a great job. They adapted uh, tremendously well. What did you think? It was good actually. And I'm a, um, it was nice sitting up uh, and seeing uh, literally I'm a Donald Trump's son in front of my face. So I'm like, wow. You got to touch him. I shook his hand. Yeah. Shook you his touched hand, so his hand. I touched him. Yeah. <laughs> you got a picture of him too. Yeah, I did. You yeah. got a picture? Did you I get, did not. Oh, you I did not actually were a volunteer. No. Oh. No. Oh. But I did get, but I, but I did get a group. Yeah, group photo with everybody. Of the gang. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah, the gang. I uh, that was that to me that was probably more important than anything because like we, we all look so happy in that. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was great. It was great that a that we could pull off something that big of that scale, yeah, of that scale, and two, just like that, I was able to share this with with the people, like the people around me that have, yeah. Like, been there you know that's what i loved about is that we were able to have a big event with not just watching people we loved but being around people we loved in the audience mm -hmm. being around our friends uh, and just having a good time a high energy fun just just great time you know because i saw you were next to um uh, rob you were next to a bunch of other people we know um yeah. i was next to her mikey a bunch olivia a bunch of our people uh, and we all had a, just a great time. What did you think, Alex? Oh, it was great. I, I loved how many people you were able to cram in that room and, like, how well you guys helped the protesters. Now, I 
There was a couple of times where I think you probably should have got to them quicker, but it does make great footage seeing all these protesters like acting up. Well, but, yeah, um, yeah. I think you guys did a fantastic job there. But um, yeah, yeah, just amount of people. Wish there was some more time to go and like you know shake people's hands, but you know it's it's a busy event. Yeah. But uh, when are you guys gonna bring uh, Jeremy Clarkson down? <laughs> I'd love to bring Jeremy Clarkson and Richard Hammond and James May. But you should you should try to get them to do that. You know, might I I'll have to see about that. That'd be really cool. Uh, like I like who's gonna protest that? Like they won't even know what to do. Like ban cars now or something. I could see there being a case of Turning Point bring Jeremy Clarkson. Have Turning Point UK help us out with that? Do they have a UK chapter? Yes, they do. And Nigel Farage is one of the big people involved with it. Well, you should come and talk to see if you can bring the Grand Tour over here. Yeah. <laughs> that would be insane. Like, like they wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> it would be the greatest. Like, you know, this would be this was pretty good. You managed to bring Jeremy Clarkson to Penn State. Oh my God, that'd be like, awesome. You, gotta, you would need a bigger room. You need to get the hub, the Bryce Jordanson Center for that. I yes. Think. My guy getting to have like an episode over there. Well, I I don't know if you've kept up, but like um, the episode I'm gonna watch tonight, it's been out for I think the past three weeks. Is the last episode of this season. This is the last episode where they have the tent for the grand tours. So next season they're gonna be doing like road trips um around the world, and it's gonna be like three big specials. Get them to do a road trip to state college. Yes. Yeah, I love that, those guys. Like, just just think about that. Like you could you could make a case that you know Turning Point would be able to deal with these people because you know the left they hate cars they hate all that stuff they you know Jeremy Clarkson's probably gotten more trouble than just about anyone else with the amount of fracases he has. <laughs> yeah, I think we definitely so do. I think, I think we yeah, definitely yeah, do yeah, need more. We need more events where we could like. Um, we could get people in the crowd or get opposition to like oh, challenge. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Like the very yeah, because because like if you get in their face, like you realize you get in, you get in their face, not of course not violently or anything. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. But but if you get in their face, it's like, and you challenge their logic, you challenge their reasoning, then what else do they have left? Like you're there now you could, they, so either two things can happen when you challenge your logic, you challenge your reasoning, they can either, they could either go, Oh, I didn't really think of it like that. And then maybe have themselves a different chain, different, open their eyes, open their, open their eyes a little bit, or you could start to see they're crazy. Like they're real crazy because like, it'll get either go, I could change your mind or you could just completely go crazy. Like, because you realize, oh my God, my logic's been exposed. I'm done, and now it's like uh, racist, uh, sexist, yeah. uh, homophobe. Well, I was also on uh, Wednesday at the Art Laffer speaking event uh, put on by the CRs, who didn't have a great debate this year. Uh, oh, yeah. Good so, job, CRs. Yeah, good job, CRs. Not having a great debate. So they did bring Art Laffer, who created the Art Laffer Curve, and he's also been an economic advisor for the Bushes, Reagan, Trump, um, and probably some other people I'm forgetting. But his speech was interesting, but we had one socialist guy that, you know, tried to, like, school him on something about wealth inequality and how the top 1% 
of the one percent, you know, were getting this amount of wealth and all we that. We need to make them pay their fair share. <laughs> yeah, he was one of those type, and he was like trying to like, school him, and then, then Art Laffer just like shut him down and shut him up completely. So it was it was pretty funny. Uh, so I saw that, and yesterday. Um, are there any other final thoughts on Campus Clash, by the way, before I transition out? No. Okay, just checking. Yeah, because that, uh, that was our biggest event, Turning Point's ever done here. And let's just say next year's going to be bigger and better. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'll see. You're gonna... No, no, no. We're going to be working at it, though. Like, I'm willing to put on my effort or whatever you give me, so. Oh, anything? Yeah. Anything. Anything. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, going to be on the board next year. So we're going to have a really powerful, strong team next year. Yeah, you got a good good group. You've got a really good group. We're right in the mystery van. <laughs> the dragon energy. Yeah, we, we got dragon energy next year. And we don't even need um, uh, the dragon as like Daenerys has. Um, she keeps, oh, by the way, if anybody's wondering, you probably don't know who like who I am, what I look like. But people say I look like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. So if you hear any um, Scooby, Zoics. <laughs> if you hear any Zoics or Mystery Van or Scooby Snack or any Scooby Doo reference jabbing at me, that is why. You're too you're too short to be Shaggy. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're but like his Shaggy face. From like no, no, no. Take find a picture of Shaggy online and then compare it face to face. The hair, maybe just straighten the hair, and you'd literally be a you know, Shaggy. No, you need you need to start like you don't look tall enough. Like Shaggy's a tall man. <laughs> hey, I'm tall-ish. <laughs> you know, I'm even six foot. Get Alex on my level. Is short. <laughs> I'm taller than you. <laughs> Everyone's taller than me. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so that's that. That yeah, that's that. We're gonna move on from that. Act like you never called me Shaggy. Okay, scoop. <laughs> I'm not a dog. Uh, so last night I went to Lock Haven University uh, to help volunteer for a event where they had Nigel Farage come speak. Yeah, Mr. Brexit himself. And I was really excited about that because Nigel Farage is one of my uh, all-time greats, one of my, um, you know, people I look up to. I've always liked him. My dad loves him a lot. And he's, of course, done what, you know, probably most politicians will never do in their career. He's accomplished more than most people. And he's done it you know he started off as a businessman then went into politics to attain his goal did it got out very honorable man didn't stay around just to get more power he did what he wanted to do and did it and well it's still hopefully going to happen but that's because Theresa may is one of the most useless prime ministers in history okay all right pause that right here so my question is why didn't he just stay in do the brexit then leave not just like get the brexit done on paper and then like leave what, what's going on with that i think he might have assumed the best <laughs> well that's mm. can't assume that with people i should have asked that to him uh at the q a but i didn't uh that's a good point though and that's why he's contemplating coming back into all this that's why he's created the brexit party and he's trying to fight to make brexit actually happen but wait so- why is there a Brexit party in a UKIP? What's, what's the point of that? Uh, UKIP is changing. You know, it's 
And, you know, now you have Paul Joseph Watson, Milo, Count Ankula, Sargon, all now part of it. And they're changing it to third be... Third party. Yeah, third... Oh, England's got, like... That's probably, like, the eighth party in Britain. They've got so many parties, it's ridiculous. But the Brexit party's main goal is just to make Brexit happen. you got so many parties and nobody's having fun. You know, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's so true. It's like Penn State's political party as well. Ooh. Ooh. Best party on campus? I think <laughs> not. Best party on campus can't even hold like a uh, great debate. <laughs> yeah. No, they can't even hold parties anymore. Oh, I didn't hear about this. Well, I mean, well, they don't do them. Gee, I wonder why. Well, yeah, probably some drama involved with that. Yeah, so I hear. Um, but, yeah, so... Since I was a volunteer there, I got to meet and greet Farage. And I knew where he was going to be because we went in that room to eat. And I came down, did my little volunteer work, and then he arrived. And they, I was switched over to go up there. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to meet Nigel oh. Farage. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was geeking out a bit, you know. I was having a little fan moment. But I go up there, and he's just walking around talking to people. He just looks like the most normal person in the world. And I just go up to him. I almost forget what he said, but like... I went out to shake his hand, and he's like, hello there, sir. Pleasure to meet you. You know, very British and proper. He just sounds so happy and nice. Like, he's literally the nicest guy in the world. Like, when you talk to him, he's so nice. And I got a picture with him. I got his autograph. Uh, he was just very nice. And then when he speaks, he's super high energy. Such a great natural speaker with a very, you know, like, he's one of the speakers that when you hear him talk, like, kind of just, like, get sucked in, you get hypnotized, you get locked in, where you just have to sit there and listen to him and you don't think about anything else because he's just so good, so energetic, and he just keeps just, just going, going, going. Like, you don't sense any, like, tiring or anything. He's really good. But meeting him was really something special. I remember right when I walked out of it, I was like, oh, my God. You know, it's like, ah. <laughs> well, you think it's adorable or something? Yeah, it's adorable. Oh, thank You're you. excited for once. <laughs> <laughs> for once. Yeah. It's not the only time. Because uh, I, I did get excited at the Don Jr. event when I got to shake Don Jr.'s hand. Oh, yeah. He got really fanboyish. Me? Yeah. Now, who gave a firmer handshake? Ooh, Ooh. I think they were equally firm. We, we both, I, and with Nigel, I did equally firm too. Like it was, it was properly done. Properly? Yeah. yeah. Did, did your hands smell like tea afterwards? <laughs> no. Tea and crumpets? It probably, <laughs> Would you like some tea and crumpets? It probably smelled like beer because Nigel's a big beer drinker. Well, see, maybe you should start yeah. being more like that. Stop it. Hey, I gave a firm enough handshake, sir. Put some hair on your chest. Do you? I don't need hair on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah that was that was just a special occasion i had to go just for that because literally when you're one of these you know one of your big all-time greats is in the area it's only 30 minutes away like you gotta take advantage of that i'm glad i did that was great he was just so nice so pleasant just wonderful to talk to and i really enjoyed that his speech was good as well q a was great as well but he was just amazing loved meeting him loved it loved it loved it loved it i i fangirled i'll admit i fangirled a bit kept the control but like the picture of me like i think you guys have seen it like i look kind of nervous in it because yeah. i did get nervous was that little shirt of yours <laughs> <laughs> all right do we want to talk about that shirt do we want to like settle that once burn and for it. all burn it okay alex you pull up that picture that of me with farage i'm trying to find it where is that um in the dms just scroll up okay let me go oh, your your personal thing oh that's oh no that's not it one second 
Aww. <laughs> you look like so stu- like scared. Like, oh, I know. Just, like, I was nervous. Well, very like all nervous. Like, oh. <laughs> I wasn't. I was not nervous until he. Um, I saw him in the room, and then that's when I got nervous. Cause I'm like, it's actually him. I mean, I was not nervous because I just met Don Jr. the other day. So it's like, you know, it's like that sort of, you know, oh, my God, being a famous person kind of went out of me. But then right when I got in there, like I got a little nervous. But what do you think of the shirt? No, no, no bias here. What do you think of my shirt, Alex? Looks like a polo. Okay, good. Just a generic polo. Yeah, (laughs) nothing wrong with that. Like you can see a little polo guy on there playing Yeah. It's Which, Ralph Lauren. Yeah, I I I I like his shirt. It's very high end Salvation Army. It's very, <laughs> very Yeah. Like you go to see this guy and you only wear a polo shirt, like you should be in a business suit, man. Yeah, no! Hey, when I met hey, whoa, 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 let's polo back this shirt up. And jeans, meaning Nigel Farage. Wow. Hey, hey. Okay, so I asked <laughs> about the dress shaggy. code. I asked about the dress code. They said seven told me casual to business casual. So I went in between, got a polo, got some jeans. I looked pretty cool, pretty hot. Yeah, I didn't pick those up from Salvation Army either. Uh, Might as well. Mine. (laughs) What was that? There's like Gabe Newell in the background. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was a big, uh, a very uh, larger gentleman there. Uh, You look like kind of like George R. R. Martin, actually. I've never seen that guy. I don't watch Game of, Th- of Thrones. Yeah, he's the author of the books. But anyway, so I think the polo looks fine. I wore it to the meeting where I was running for president, and the two people across from right me there. had a problem with it, even though it was a perfectly fine polo. You're going to meet your heroes. You should right wear something that's, like that's a little business, bit of it. Like oh, a little yeah. bit. A little bit. What'd you guys say? Nothing. What'd you say? Nothing. What'd Cognitive dissonance. Yeah, I'm true. not any kind of this. It's a nice polo. Alex, is that a nice polo? It's a polo shirt. It's, you know, there's... It's not bad, be, though. If I, was, if I was at work and I went to go meet an executive and I was in a polo shirt, I'd be told to leave. <laughs> Notice okay. how you did not say nice at all in that conversation. <laughs> it was not, not nice at all. Like, there's like, it's yeah, a polo yeah, shirt. Like, I mean, I don't if know. If you're going shopping... Like, wear a nice shirt. Okay. You know, not, Alex. I mean, you have to wear business professional. If you're no, no, no. Professional. The thing is, like, okay, if you're going shopping and you saw that shirt for, like, I don't know, 50%, whatever, would you buy it? Would you spend your yeah. own money on it? Oh, no, no. It looks like a good shirt, like, for a polo, but, like, yes. you're not supposed to wear a polo at these things. No, they said That's, I could. You know, the t- it's, the turn- it's not. It's a generic polo shirt. You look up polo shirt on Google, you will find that shirt. Okay. The turning point people that were helping out the event said that I could wear, they could say I could even wear casual, but I didn't. I went an upgrade. I wore a polo and they were fine. Other people were wearing polos. Other people that met Farage were not even wearing polos. They were wearing, they were underdressed. One guy had a hoodie on. But I oh, do you want to be like that guy? You want to be a guy to make an impression so you can be like, no, oh, I mean, he really looks better than that polo though. <laughs> hey, I still dressed up nicely, but casually enough. It was a perfect balance, as all things should be. Perfectly balanced. You dressed but this choice of that, I don't know, shirt was not a good, you know, choice. I liked it. Okay, well <laughs> you just wore like a legit shirt. Yeah. <laughs> should wore like a vote of remain shirt. <laughs> Just, no, no, no. Just get a normal shirt no, you should with have wore yeah. a business suit. I don't have a suit. You, a suit you, well, you better take, you, you you like better take your booty to men's, men's warehouse and get one. 
Well, you saw for the Don Jr. for the Campus Clash photo, I wore a blazer and khakis. Yeah, I, you should have worn that. Yeah. I considered it, but I didn't need to, and nobody else was wearing that. Oh, bah humbug. <laughs> bah humbug. <laughs> hey, I dressed nicely. And the only reason, like, that picture I also looked a little nervous was because she took it so quickly. Like, I had just, like, gotten into position. I just started smiling. She got in the position. <laughs> <laughs> got in a position for Nigel. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, come here, Nigel. Uh, and I got in the position, and she took the picture. Like, she took two, and the first one is, like, right when we were getting in the position. Then the second one was, like, when we were in position. But... I like it. I love it. It we're was on the great. Radio. No one's gonna know what we're talking about. Yeah, I know. I can't visualize this because since this is the like literally. It is a generic striped polo shirt. It's <laughs> It's generic. gray with blue stripes. And it looks cool. It's kind of weird looking. I don't know. You look it's weird. Just a crazy polo shirt. I've seen. I've worn those shirts. I've seen those shirts. It's a generic polo that's striped. So there's nothing there wrong go. with it. It is non-offensive. No, it, no, 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 no. It's not offensive, but it's not for that use. <laughs> okay okay we'll, we'll agree to disagree on the polo usage um but hey that polo got me tp president mm, uh, or the people that voted for you got your tp yeah. president. maybe but that's a minor detail <laughs> i'm crapping on the voters now you have to go and wear a suit and tie for important i know i know i'm, I'm getting one over the summer so I'll be able to wear. Oh, you guys are seeing that suit next year. You need to get that now. You need to get that like when you're done here, run off to men's warehouse. Be like, yo, (laughs) yo, boss, I need the suit. (laughs) You even go to like the Salvation Army. I'm sure they have suits over there. (laughs) (laughs) We do. That's where. That's where you go. All right. Oh Um, no, it's not. Are you making fun of poor people? No, we're not. We're just making fun of your, uh, you know, your choices. Oh, okay. 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 I see. Dude, I, I love I love the thrift store. That's like my favorite place to be. I'm not even poor. I just love it. I love saving money. I spend on stuff I like to spend it on. That's fair. That's fair. But but you got a job. You can afford a suit. Yeah, I technically suit do have a job. A suit will pay you dividends more than will anything. it? Will it? Yeah, because if you try to go to your you try to apply for a job in that polo, it ain't gonna happen. No, nope. unless you're working with like Walmart. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. I know what to wear for jobs and job interviews and stuff like that. But was I at a job interview? No. Was I a job? No. I was yeah, at a meet and greet. What if he was like, oh, I need someone to go and work for um, my my company. Uh, my Nigel Farage internet company or something. What I if he wasn't? Like, he kind of wasn't. What if he was like, oh, you look so nice in that suit. I need I need a campaign manager. Oh right, he's just gonna pick random old me as a campaign manager, not somebody that's experienced, that's done campaigns. And oh, I don't know, is British? Hello. Well, maybe he wants to go and spread your stuff to America. I don't. He's like maybe I want to do speaking. Maybe I need to go and like you know get someone who can do it, and I can't go and trust someone wearing a polo shirt. <laughs> no, I literally I cannot. Trust. I'm like this kid looks inexperienced. What am I doing? <laughs> This polo shirt doesn't even years. look nice. Yeah, 21 years, and then this is what you come up with. Wow. Wow. You make a good impression. You know, bam. Yeah, bam, right there. Yeah. Big bang, you know? Just be like, wow, this guy's so cool. Like, I, know. I need to go and hire him right now. You know what job I'm going to hire him? Because we hire <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's how it works.
For details, and a copy of the transcript of today's broadcast, email officers at theline.fm or write to the line 9.7 FM 125 Hub Robinson Center University Park, PA 16802. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best I burp in the world, and I have fulfilled all my legal obligations. I actually wasn't expecting that to be on when I did that. You know, you should have farted. <laughs> Yeah, but then the mic wouldn't have picked it up as well. No. Oh, true. Unless, you know, you got a little creative with them. What was that, Alex? You could have put his buttocks to the microphone. We could have, but we decide not to. I got shot right in the buttocks. <laughs> Imagine being like a farting station. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Whoa, I've there. Got, oh, wow. I've got really bad gas. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't control myself. <laughs> very very high brow humor over in this. Yes, as you can tell, we are over the age of 18. Yep. Breaks the beads. Some oh. of us are 21. Yeah, me, not you. <laughs> <laughs> 21 years, Sean. 21. Yes, don't remind me. Uh, so exercising his 21 year old authorities. Ooh. Oh. boom Yeah, I'm good at that. El Presidente tells uh, La Secretaire to do my bidding. Secretary cries. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's two out of uh, Ooh. five Ooh, A little here. bit of mustard on that one. Back in my <laughs> days, we farted. Oh, really? Yeah. I can do both. Oh, oh, I'm nice. sure you can. Probably do them at the same time, too. Oh, that'd be nice. Well, see, when I was a kid, we always had these rumors like you burp and you fart at the same time, you'd like get a heart attack or something. <laughs> yes. Let's try that. I know. Has anybody ever done that? Have any of you done that? Burped I've and fart that. at the same time? I've oh. once. Wow. Like, like burp, you fart, and you sneeze, though. That's, uh, you get a lot of points for that. <laughs> That's a lot of triggering going on. You'd think you'd be a Democratic Socialist Club over here. Oh, darn. <laughs> Sassafras. Gosh, darn it. Oh, sh crap. <laughs> so, the only news story I actually have before we get into some reviewing of TV and movies is that Joe Biden has announced his 2020 run, and he did so in a video announcement where he literally did the dumbest video announcement I think any presidential candidate could ever do he spent the entire time talking about charlottesville charlottesville uh, charlottesville trump and charlottesville and he tried to associate trump with charlottesville but all he did was associate himself with charlottesville which made no sense to me it was completely dumb um Kamala Harris is still going to be the nominee. She's already been handpicked by the media and the DNC. They just got to brainwash a bunch of people into supporting her or you know, manipulate people as they tried to do with the media and all that stuff. So, which both sides do, by the way. But we now are going to see how this plays out. But, uh, you know, I think it was a terrible campaign announcement video. Did you guys, we watched at the meeting. I don't know yeah. if you guys were paying attention. Oh, uh, no, I was paying attention, though. I'm like, why are you using the Charlottesville? Um, can we, like, move on from that? That was, like, kind of embarrassing mm. for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, why are you, a lot like, of people on both sides. Yeah. Like, why well, is he running? He was spreading the fine people fake news 
of Trump saying that there are fine people on both sides and that he was calling the Nazis fine people, but he never said that. He clearly said in his uh, press conference that in the statue protest, people protesting the statue, there were fine people on both sides, and then he condemned the Nazis and said those were bad people, and then said the Antifa were bad people. But nobody in the media said that. They just went, oh, everybody that's... Um, you know, on the other side, just fighting the fascists. On the other side, it's just all fascists. But that wasn't the case at all. If anybody actually looked at the footage and looked at who was there, there were people that were Nazi skin. What? When dealing with these situations, Joe Biden likes to get hands on. <laughs> yeah. He has a very hands on approach. Yes. <laughs> But, yeah, if you looked at that group, like, on the one side, you had Nazis, you had fascists, racists, alt-right, you know, just mean, evil, terrible people. But then you also had people that were protesting to keep the statue because they didn't want it removed for historical reasons or whatever reasons they want to keep it. And then on the other side, you had... Antifa, you had people with clubs, you had people with, you know, they were punching people, and you had bad, those were bad people too. And you had people that were peacefully protesting that were, you know, just like peacefully protesting on the other side that were peacefully protesting to keep the statue there that weren't in the Nazi group. I have to make that super clear, but you had that, but he spreads the myth of that. Trump was calling the Nazis fine people. It was just a terrible video. I hate it. It was awful. From an yeah, ad perspective, I hate it. In the current year. What was that? Current year. Yeah, he, you know, uh, seriously, like, he's a straight white man who has had uh, Me Too allegation sort of uh, things against him. He, he's got no chance. Not yeah. when there is a, uh, you know, not when there's women who are not white who are running against, against him. We do not have these allegations against him right but you do gotta admit though he has a nose for politics <laughs> <laughs> okay speaking of like joe biden have you seen him when he was young i knew you were gonna say that that's what you were doing you're watching the video he is not hot i'm sorry he's not uh, I, I don't know actually nah dude trump trump is uh, the stud over here oh, no 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 no, no. <laughs> okay biden. who's the girl here i'm the girl i know the my judgment biden is the soy boy trump could get with like you know, anyone, if you wanted to. The Chad Trump. <laughs> when you got that type of money, you know, who's going to say no? No, I don't know. Joe Biden looks sweet, though. He's like, oh, that's such a sweet yeah, guy. He's a sweet uncle who goes and, like, sniffs girls, like, shoulders. Well, no, yeah. when he was young, he can probably get away with it. But, like, now he can't. Well, he's been doing it when he's old, yeah, they call that, it's just like They call that really the 50s. Like, <laughs> hiding the cousins from him, like, uh, you know, don't hang around Uncle Joe. Mm. Like, he's a creepy old man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, nowadays he is, but, like, when he was younger, though, I'm like, maybe I'll let him do that, too. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, he probably just never grew up. Like, get over here. Let me get a snap. Like, yeah, sure. Oh, my God. He'll let slide when he was only in his 20s. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like, I I'm, I go to a gulag for Joseph Stalin when he was young. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Let me Let me get over here. Let me smell your scalp. <laughs> mm. Mm, what a product do mm. you use? I want to try some. <laughs> I, I just think Joe Biden, like Alex just said, does not have a chance at all because he is not fitting the checklist for the current 
you know, year 2019 Democratic platform. They're looking for a woman. They're looking for someone who's going to be more progressive. Tulsi 2020. Oh, God. Okay, can I have a rant for a second here? Yeah, sure. Why do the libertarians, they go, oh, my principles are, are like... Foreign affairs. It's the only policy. She has like 50 others. Well, hey, I'm sorry. We have some hope for the Democratic Party. You know, some of oh, us do. Oh, God. I got an argument with a particular person that grouped me about this. It says, well, if the Democrats want to, you know, their best chance against Trump is Tulsi Gabbard. That is literally the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard. Other than that Rand Paul is the best, you know, candidate. That's literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Okay. <laughs> well, look, the only thing... If they didn't throw Biden's name through, like, the, the garbage disposal, he probably would have been their best choice. Honestly, he's yeah. Enough where he's not going to work. Mm-hmm. He's not going to make it through the primary. But if, he, if you know, right after Obama, if that's who they ran, yeah, yeah he probably would have won. Yeah, I know. If they but ran yeah. him against Trump, I would have been very nervous. But I think Trump still could have won, but it would have been a lot tighter and a lot harder. <laughs> Yeah. What you eating there? I'm tired hard. Yeah, what are you eating I'm tonight? eating a bowl of apple jacks. <laughs> mm. um, I'm eating some uh, keto-friendly um, stir-fry. Oh. Oh, okay. Wow. Nice. Oh, wow. You know Sounds what I'm craving healthy. right now? Sounds I'm craving like, for some hot pot. Hot pot's really nice. Hot pot? Yeah, I love, I love hot, hot pie from Game of Thrones. And a hot pot. Oh, hot pockets. Hot pot. Hot pots are really nice. Oh. Like I would like them order their uh, beef and like you'd put in like the uh, pot, it'll boil and you take it out, make your own sauces. Oh my God, so good. <laughs> it's so yeah, good. I like Chick-fil-A sauce. What? It's like the best condiment ever made. And I love ketchup formally, but Chick-fil-A sauce all the way. <laughs> It's good and all, but like sometimes I like a little bit of, you know, my, other than American food, just, you know. America's the best food. Yes. Uh, debatably, yes, no. Yes, it no, is. No, all no, that juicy no. pork and bacon. Nah. Mm. Oh, I love that. Nah, it's so uh, Dried food's pretty good, too, if you ever had that. What? I'm sad they got rid of that Austrian bistro down there. That place was pretty cool. The guy would, like, yell at you if you didn't go and, like, if you doggy bag he was not a fan of that he was pretty cool in my yeah mm-hmm. um but as i was saying until we got sidetracked by food because somebody's thinking with their stomach uh tulsi gabbard okay the only two things she has going for her is that one she has an anti-interventionist foreign policy which is nothing new and she's good looking those are the only two things she has going for her. Everything else, she is, you know... We need a fresh face. Oh, God. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, but see, here's the thing. She has no persuasion skills, no communication skills, no marketing oh. skills, no um, well, charisma. Of skills come up. You don't need skills when you're good looking. I don't know. Yeah, you do. You do. Well, not, not, okay, you don't need them as much. Point. You don't need them as much, but you can get away with it. Mm. But here's the thing. Like, I've watched her in videos. I forget everything she says in every video she's ever spoken in. With Trump, you remember everything. You don't pay attention to the female form. <laughs> oh, yeah. Must be uh, some uh, internalized racism and misogyny. <laughs> and, but, oh, I've got to bring the sound effect thing. Remember that thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I should have brought like a that. Fart button or something. Yeah, there was like a fart oh my button. God. Uh, yeah, you. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I gave that to you, you would just not stop playing with it. No. Um, 
But yeah, she has no hope, no chance. The Democrats don't even support her. And she the biggest problem also is her policy positions uh, make both sides hate her. And if you try to and she's almost trying to appeal to both sides, and that's when nobody wants to support you. When you try to appeal to everybody, you appeal to nobody. And that's what she does so well at. And I, I just because I've seen like with the Rand people what's happening to Tulsi. You get this little culty fan base that thinks she's gonna win. They go, Oh my god, she's the greatest thing ever in the world. And they think because she's right on everything, oh she must win. She is the next, you know, big thing. No, that means nothing. If you don't ha if you cannot package your ideas effectively, it doesn't matter what those ideas are. Because you can package the most awful, stupidest, most horrible ideas ever. But if it's packaged well, it will sell. Well, that's spoken for a marketing major. Yep. That seems a little biased to me. <laughs> okay, it is biased, but am I wrong? <laughs> that's a no. <laughs> Jesus, can we have a burp counter uh, next time? But yeah, see, like Tulsi Gabbard, I, I do not get excited for, for a second, and I disagree for on multiple things. I just think libertarians are being libertarians, and they're going, oh, we found somebody's anti-interventionist. Okay, well, what else does she have? Does she think look, taxes should be lowered? No. Does she think we should decrease immigration? No. All right, what do you, like, you guys don't make sense to there, me. There's Yang Gang. Oh, God, another thing that doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> this whole accelerationism theory that, oh, we're all going into no, crap. Accelerationism works. No, no it doesn't. Hey, is he's applying? Yes, it does. Look, look what happened in New Zealand. That accelerationism just passed gun law. Like, you, I hate accelerationism, but you can't say it's not effective. Well, I don't think that's the result of accelerationism. That's the result of... Oh, no, no, no. If they want, if that guy didn't do that, they'd still have assault weapons today. Accelerationism works. That's a scary thing. That's true. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's accelerationism or just if no, you commit... It, it, no, because imagine... He specifically said it is accelerationism. I know that's what... Yes, but here's the thing. What If they had any other mass shooting and it was a guy to kill a lot of people, they would still have banned those guns, probably. Mm, uh, well, you knew, you, you knew what he was doing. I mean, that's a, that's a scary thing. Yeah. I mean, it you can be scary, but like... But the, there's people that... That's serious, exactly what, what? Well, that's exactly what an accelerationism is. It is a meme. That guy's manifesto. Thing but memes and like racist crap on you know, yeah. that, and, that, and it worked and that's a scary thing it showed us that it worked if they would have been like no we're not going to take this acceleration and ideology seriously so we don't promote more of this stuff then they would have said no but no it, it worked he got exactly what he wanted and um you know well because i got lost for him i've noticed that a bunch of alt-right people have started going behind yang and it doesn't make any sense because these are the people that you know, are super hard line, anti-immigration, legal and illegal. But Yang is literally pro-immigration as it gets, legally. Acceler that's accelerating it. You're accelerating like your car into a brick wall. That's exactly what the ideology is based on. Yeah, I know, but it's like, it's really stupid. Well, yeah, you have to understand this, like, you know, childish ideology. It's I effective, But it's effective at waking people up. That's exactly what it is. That's what they want to do. Mm. Well, you so if you put a frog in the boiling pot, they're not going to notice they're being boiled. But if you throw a frog in like a thing of like hot oil, they're going to know right quick that they're being boiled alive and they're going to jump out. And that's the idea. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I get that. But like, I just, I just 
don't like i understand why these people are doing this but at the same time i don't do they just think there's no hope and that's why they're going this way because it's it just it goes totally against what they fundamentally believe yes they believe there's no hope that, that's the whole idea behind it they, they have no hope that unless we have a uh, you know just a crazy event like a spark that people are just going to sit there and let things happen and they're hoping for a violent uh, revolution mm. it, that's basically what the ideology is you know maybe if people like this giant jolt happens maybe it'll spark the fire that's their ideology in a nutshell. Movie review. Avengers Endgame. This is a big blockbuster um, that every nerd, geek, incel, I mean, I repeat myself, uh, <laughs> came out to. About? What? What are you talking about, Jesus? What? I was hearing this like N style nerd geek. Oof. Yeah, well, am I wrong? Yes. Huh? Well, the actually, Avengers no, movie so. was very exceptional. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, because like I went to it too, and I'm none of. Oh wait, no, I'm kind of a geek. Um, you're you're a half in so. Half. <laughs> no explanation for that. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. We'll throw that one out. <laughs> what was that? You're not in cell anymore, but you know, you're getting pretty close. Though. I never was. Okay. <laughs> That's the okay that I was trying to tell you that okay. Alex will do where he goes, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we went, uh, all three of us here, to the 10 p.m. Um, premiere showing of Avengers Endgame. And... I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there. I'm not a Marvel fan by any means. My thoughts about Marvel that they're all cookie cutter movies. They're all the same. Have a charismatic, crack, you know, wise cracking hero with uh, that punches bad people or does something to bad people and wins in the end, unsurprisingly. And they're all kind of the same movies and they're just all literally the same in every little way. Uh, imaginable that they have sort of a formula down but i've always just trying to give these films a benefit that i really like the first iron man i like doctor strange partially because i like ben and cumberbatch uh what other <laughs> ones did i like there were some other ones that's not come to mind uh, spider-man and that homecoming was all right I like Spider-Man Homecoming. That was very fun and enjoyable. That one was more different. That's why I liked it. When they do more different things, I like it. I liked Into the Spider-Verse, but that really that was kind of Marvel. But this movie, I kind of liked it, but I kind of walked out like, meh. Like, I thought <coughs> Infinity War... <coughs> I, I When I walked out Infinity War, I was surprised they did what they did, but I immediately thought... This none of this matters. They're gonna reverse all of this, and that's literally what this movie did. And it also changed events in past movies, which kind of means that all those other movies don't kind of matter in a way. Uh, I thought there was a good final battle that was big, lots of stuff going on, which is kind of a good and a bad thing, honestly. The problem I noticed with a lot of Marvel movies, and this movie in particular, is that when there are dialogue scenes, it's all exposition. You know, they're always explaining stuff. Like, there, there's this cube that does this thing. We're going to do that to do this. Like, that's all the dialogue is. And there's a few moments where it is emotional or character building. But most of it's expositional, and that's just, it kind of bores me. 
and the whole movie was pretty predictable. I figured they would go back and do some, you know, revisionist history, basically, to stop Thanos before the snap. And that's basically what they did. And there were some unpredictable things, but, like, even when I knew uh, when some stuff would happen, like, when that scene came on and they had to do certain things, I knew who would die or who would do this. So it was pretty predictable, and it was too long. It's three hours. Oh, yeah. I fell asleep, like, through a good portion of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, like, I felt like I didn't miss much. I woke yeah. up and be like, is this still going on? <laughs> yeah, and I love long movies. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love Lawrence of Arabia. That's a three-and-a-half-hour movie. I love that movie. I love Blade Runner 2049. That's two hours and 45 minutes. Love that movie. I love Lord of the Rings. Those are all well over three hours. Uh, I love 2001 Space Odyssey, which is, like, I think two hours, two-and-a-half hours, but it feels a lot longer. So I love long movies. Movies are good and all, but have you tried reading? <laughs> <laughs> have you tried reading? Have you tried staring at a wall for hours at a time? <laughs> Fantastic. It's more interesting than Endgame. I'm kidding. Oh, no. man. I, I'll ask you why. Look, look, so... so This is non-spoilers, by the way, for now. Right. So when um, when you look at a... When you think of a superhero movie, um, a good one for me uh, is like... A superhero that is like superhuman, but that has that flaw that could like really do him in, you that know, like, like, su- yeah, like, like Superman has the kryptonite and, uh, you know, um, Batman has, or when he doesn't have all those cool rich, ga- rich gadgets. Batman's um, not a real superhero. He's not super. No, I, he doesn't I, have any superpowers. I, I just... I, I threw that as a joke. I, you, you caught it, <laughs> but still, caught, but like, yeah. So, so yeah, you would say you you venture to say that that's like a good superhero for like a storyline or a movie, whatever, right? I'm assuming, yeah, right? yeah. So, so here, let me add, like, like, because you because you've seen the last, well, what's Captain Marvel's weakness? <laughs> I think that silence Being answers exciting. it. Exciting. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Like I'm like I'm saying like you're like and the other thing is why didn't they use her more in this? She's like invincible. But she just pops up well, when we need her because the plot requires it. Yeah, her storyline well, made they should have sense. Captain Marvel fight that new like Jedi person from the new Star Wars movies and just see how that happens. Cause they're both extremely strong women <laughs> who can't be destroyed. Strong women. Um, oh, you mean Ray? Yeah, they're both yeah. like Mary Sue's. Oh, that was the other thing in this movie. You know, did you guys notice in the final battle when like everybody's getting punched down? But then, then, like I, f- I think it was uh, one of the female characters gets like punched down, and then literally every female superheroes there all came together, and then the women were Wham kicking butt. Yeah, it was like a wham and power scene. I was like, oh my god, this is so forced. Like. It just felt so forced. I'm like, why did all the women get together in this one specific corner? Yeah, in this massive battle. battle. Like, guys, let's get over there now. Yeah. (laughs) All the women. Um, and did you like the film, Phil? I liked it. I think I, I I think without Captain Marvel, it would have been even better. Because like, I'm just, I was like, what, 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 what kind of storyline does she put? in this movie 
She's really not, doesn't need to be in this movie. No. She really yeah, oh, and that's the other, um, this is, okay, we're going to go into spoilers right now, everybody. So spoilers, 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 spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I already said so. Uh, yeah, okay, I want to talk about Iron Man because at the beginning of the movie, you know, in the trailers, they show Iron Man in space and he's all, you know, stranded. He's lost in space. Who just, fi <laughs> just finds just <laughs> finds him in space? Space is like big. It's really big, as they say in Hitchhiker's Guide. Yep. It's really, huge. really big. It's huge. huge. And Captain huge. Marvel is just flying around and she goes, Oh, look, a spaceship. Oh, who's in here? Oh, it's Tony Stark. I should save him. I'm like, that is the biggest, like, plot convenience I think I've ever seen since Breaking Bad's, like, teddy bear, like, plane crash, like, plot uh, convenience. Don't, don't, don't spoil that for me. I'm watching that now. Huh. Oops. Hey, you spoiled <laughs> Last Jedi for me. Last Jedi was a terrible movie. Why would you even see Walter White dies in the end. <laughs> yeah. like, or, do, or does he? I have no mm. care for Marvel movies at this point. Like, I was so disappointed. Yeah, well, he's my favorite character, too. Well, yeah, he's the only good one. And, like, probably one of the only good superheroes there, except for, like, Spider Man, like, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I totally agree. And then, and then Captain Marvel cuts her hair. What the heck's up with that? Yeah. Like, it's, like, really. Trying to be edgy. Very, like, edgy and, like, kind feminist. Of, yeah. Like,. So I like what? What was that? Like, I, oh my! God. She's like, I'm an edgy feminist. Yeah. That's why I do. I prefer DC over. I Marvel. do. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm sorry, but like Batman and Joker. Yeet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I did not like the Suicide Squad movie. I was that really was a terrible. piece of crap. Yeah, but the Dark Knight is one of the greatest superhero movies ever created. Yeah. Changed my yeah. mind. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, actually. But. I've said that many times in this show, so I won't rant about how those are better films, but I'll focus on this they film. They kind of are, but okay, continue. <laughs> Stop touching me. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I'm sorry that we spoiled that, Alex, for you, but yes, Iron Man does die. You know, I've watched the Infinity War, wasn't impressed with that, so I mean, this is... Oh, so you really don't care about the spoiler? No, I don't care about the spoiler. I cared more about the Breaking Bad one because I'm actually watching that. Oh. I'm sorry. Well, oh, wow. You spoiled that. Are you watching that right now? Okay, okay he doesn't yeah. die. According to Phil, he supposedly dies. Yeah. Well, what season are you on? I'm on like season two. Okay, that's oh. what the preposterous teddy bear thing. That is literally the most preposterous thing I've ever seen. And I like Breaking Bad a lot. Like it's a really well done show, but that okay, thing. Like, I don't need to hear the. the I know. I'm. Ones. I'm not gonna. Like hey, hey, Twenty year old series, but like. <laughs> I'm not gonna Sh spoil. Sh it. Sh it. Okay. Thanks. Okay. You're welcome. Um, I'm not gonna spoil it. Yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it. But it, when oh, you see yeah. it, it's the most preposterous thing that show's ever done. But season three is amazing of that show. That's when that show goes to another level. Season three and season four is pretty good, but it's a little depressing at times for me, because uh, it's like I won't spoil. But season five's amazing. Uh, but yeah, Breaking Bad. I'll talk about a lot <laughs> when we when you finish, because I, I like that show. But Endgame. I just wasn't impressed that much. And then the end of it, it literally has more endings than Return of the King. It's just like, why won't this thing end? It's like, oh, we got to show the funeral of Tony Stark. Oh, we got to show Captain America giving his shield to, um, uh, the, what's the guy with the wings? Falcon. Oh, we got to show what? Captain America. You know, the, um, 
African American guy with the uh, that flies around as a superhero that has like how wings. Did, and, and and how didn't like never mind never mind I'm not even gonna. <laughs> I, I think we've done like, enough spoilers. I think we did enough spoilers for. Tonight. No, you can spoil it. What is it? We're in a spoiler section. Was no. Cybershock making an appearance? The I, okay, so 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 um, so when uh, Captain America goes back into the past, how is there not more of a butterfly effect? Like you know, like he goes back into the past, hooks up with a whatever. How is it, how is there not a butterfly effect? More of a butterfly effect. What do you mean by that exactly? Like they just like he went back into the past, missed it, and then just lived a complete life. Right? Oh yeah. Like how is there? How did nothing else change? Yeah. Literally, like nothing else changed. All the all the only thing that happened is he's just sitting there old. Like nothing. How is there not? more changed like because you're freaking you're you're like living with the person and like you married the person and like it's like there's so many there's so many things like everything should have changed like the whole lot should have changed and you're still captain america which means you're kind of still kind of sort of superhuman right yeah but like, like, so how was it more time? Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm good. It, it confuses me, the logic that they, or the lack thereof that yeah. was put into the storyline. That's the problem with time travel is whenever they introduce that in film, it just, and they, there's so many plot holes that open up. Like Harry Potter has that problem too. And I love Harry Potter, but when they bring in that time turner, literally you could And they tried and they did a real terrible job of explaining time travel too. Like well, yeah. they did a terrible job of explaining well, here's my thoughts. You know, I, I just rewatched Harry Potter. Why didn't they just use a time turner when Snape kills Dumbledore and just exactly. like Exactly. Yeah. I have a question. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Makes sense. I mean it's just a plot device. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, but for real, does time even exist or do we just make up the concept? To- <laughs> I'm just stop. <laughs> I just stop. Yes, you should. I know. It's okay. A time is real. But no, it's time a- is not real. Whoa. I don't think it's real. It's just, you know, we just kind of created the concept in order to like, you know, under, you know, keep in track of, you know. Okay, but if, if we keep, if there's a past and a future, there's time, right? No, not really those things. Well, just time is just like, you know, like a giant checklist of events that happen. You know, every second is happening. It's just like a linear checklist of that. In a way, so, it kind of is. But, like, I feel like it just time doesn't really exist. It's kind of like a big chess table, though. Like, things are just happening, you know. Um, our cells are just, you know, um, um, changing. Um, it's, are we Joe Rogan now? <laughs> oh, speaking of Joe Rogan, I don't know if you saw this, Doctor Phil, but I'm Dr. Mr. Phil. Oh, we'll but, talk about um, that. Um, let's talk about that after the reviews, so we can cut this uh, in a clip. Gucci. Gucci. Wait for Alex. Gucci. Yeah, we'll bring that up too after this, Alex, because uh, I want to make sure we have these like in segments here. Uh. The only last thing I will say is that another problem I have with Marvel movies is that, like, you don't really know what any of these superheroes' powers are. So you don't know, like, the limits of their capabilities. Because at one point, Captain America can apparently now use Thor's hammer. Since when was anybody except Thor allowed to use the hammer? That makes no sense to me. You got. You don't have any explanation. I'm, I just. I just thought of a random thought. Like the people listening to this thing are gonna probably hate us. Yeah, I like, know. Royally. Oh, 
well. Yeah. Well, well, we can see, change no the station. No man except Thor can use it. So oh, yeah. She's sure, that'll go a long way. It's all brass. Just change the station. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh, wait, I'm fired. Oh, <laughs> You're fired. You're fired. Fired. So you had that, and like I just the movie is very like I said predictable. That I lost some interest, and it's I, I just I don't get excited for these more because people on Earth here were like geeking out when like stuff like some character would like do like one move, and they'd be like, oh my god, no, literally, oh my god, it's going to happen. And I was just like, I don't get what's so but special. It was cool. I mean, it was, don't get me wrong. It was kind of cool. Like when you're like, oh my God, Captain America. Oh yeah, it was cool yeah. when he was like just beating yeah, him down. Yeah. And it, was, it was cool but, when, you saw, when you saw all the, the, the armies like morph up and that was come cool. together. Yeah, it was that cool. That was cool. But like, yeah. No, no, they messed up the fighting scene, not gonna lie. Like, the fighting scene was way too long, dry. All the women were on one side when they're just trying to do their whole female power thing. And the ending, oh Girl my power. god. I'm just like, let them die, just show them the funeral scene, and then just cut it from there. But then they had to have the camera go, yeah. let's look at, you know, here's Black Panther, and it kept moving. Yeah, you know, here's exactly. Pepper Potts, here's all these characters. It just kept going yeah, exactly. and going and like going. Family. Be like, I love you, mom and sister, that's it. Yeah. I'm just like, just do the funeral, maybe one or two other thing and that's it cut it and call it a night <laughs> like, it was call like, Tony Stark's gonna run night yeah. <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty packed like it was it pretty, packed. pretty packed but I think they could have cut some of the fat because oh. Infinity War on a second viewing like the first viewing I was not bored with it but on the second viewing that whole middle of Infinity War is just dry yeah. and just kind of mm. Like, I know you didn't like on your first viewing. No, I really did not, honestly. Well, and the problem is a lot of these action scenes lack emotion in Marvel oh, movies. Yeah. Like, when you watch, um, uh, I always have to go back to Dark Knight. Like, when you see Batman in that uh, scene, when they're in Chicago, technically, but Gotham, when he's under the tunnel going after Joker and he's in the semi-truck and he's just firing him. Like, it just feels so real and more... Like, that there's stakes here. That Batman could die. I mean, he probably won't, but we find out later in the films. This is late, you know, 10 years later, spoilers. No? What? Does he die or no? No. <laughs> um, that Rachel dies. Like, that is some, like, whoa. Like, I didn't expect that to happen. And I saw the movie. I was shocked they actually killed her. But, like, there are stakes yeah. here. People yeah. die. And, you know, it just feels more believable. I mean, that's the problem when you have just a lot of these characters with glowy stuff and powers they don't understand oh, that no. there's no stakes they, they have their own character like their own personality each of them have their own personality like joker would have his own personality this one villain the penguin would have their own personality harley would have her own yeah. personality. really loved through everyone but i'm like no everyone in like marvel like everyone's just pretty much the same to me like the yeah. raccoon and thor are like almost the same with their personality traits yeah and I mean, this is just a very special case with the Joker, but the Joker is one of the greatest villains ever created, oh, I think, yeah. because he's not like a normal villain where he wants money, wants power, wants yeah. something tangible. He just wants to watch the world burn. He doesn't care. He's, you can't. How do you stop that? And that's what makes that so compelling. Like when they're in that interrogation scene and he's just like beating at Joker and like trying to get, he's like, where are they? I love how they add like psychology into like the Joker. Like they really, it's like that movie's like very like psych heavy too. Oh, so it, it is. Makes like, it like really think. You know how he like licks his licks a lot? Yeah. Licks his lips a lot? So it's a tongue twister or lip twister. Under. 
Heath Ledger did that because when he was studying um, people that had mental problems, yeah. that was one of the things they would do. So he did that to make the Joker seem more crazy. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, the actors have to, like, um, uh, train themselves. Like, have to put themselves through, like, some conditions. Speaking of which, there was, like, a movie, like, uh, based off the Joker. It's literally called Joker, I think. Uh, yeah, it's coming yeah. out soon. Yeah. I'm... I'll watch it. I'll watch it, but you can't top Heath Ledger. No, no, no one can, but at the same time, he... Died and yeah, he kind of did. Yeah, so tragic, but it's life. amazing, amazing, amazing movie. Yeah. But um, but the actor looks promising, so I'd watch it. Eh, yeah, I'll watch good. it. Well, well, I, I maybe just, I just have a soft spot for the Joker. But I, I mean, I love the Joker. The problem is the the most interesting part, or not the most interesting part. One of the interesting parts about the Joker is that you do not know his backstory. You do not know what this guy's name is, where he came from, what he used to do. He just shows up. Yep. And that builds a mystique. Yeah. And that's a powerful effect. But when you do an entire movie on a Joker origin story, you really ruin the character. We're about to find out, to be honest. Like, right now, it's just so unknown. Like, it's been, like, how many years and no one know about his background? But yeah, but you should to. never know. That's the thing. That's and true. this movie just says, oh, we're going to explain where the Joker came yeah, from. Yeah, it's like a I'm bit... I'm like, why? It's, it's a little risk-taking, but the thing is, like, we'll find out. Like, if they're able to, like, somehow, like, nail the movie with his backstory, it's really then hard. fine. Because you really remove hard. the mystique. Yeah, you kind of do. It's like a... It's kind of like a mask reveal. Like, we're about to, like, see what's going to go. <laughs> Like in Scooby Doo. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm sure about like some 500 pound comic book geek knows exactly where like the Joker came from. Yeah. Like, it's probably been the yeah. Well, there has been, I think, but like the whole idea of his character in the movies and a lot of the comics is that you do not know his origin. That's what's so interesting. Maybe, maybe the movie might not actually reveal his true, true origins. Like, I mean, it might leave us more of a, as a mystique. You never. That know. would be smart, but I don't know how you do that because they show him when yeah. he before he has the makeup on. And yeah. then when he gets, and they kind of show you in the trailer how he becomes a Joker. Kind like, of in a way, but maybe there's like one part missing though that'll like cause more, you know, an outrage. Yeah, there could be though. But like this movie is like a, a definitely either hit or miss. Yeah, that's true. It's there's no in between. It's yeah, a hit or miss. Hit or miss. So they're playing. They're playing the fields right now. Last thing I'll say. Now I gotta move on to Game of Thrones. So we'll move <laughs> on to Alex's final thing. <laughs> I say Game of Thrones. You go. Ugh. Uh, is Another great example of a movie that does superheroes well is The Incredibles. One of my other all-time favorite movies because they make a not only great and compelling superhero, multiple superheroes, they have a, a great villain. And, you know, unlike... I mean, Marvel started to do this, like, with Black Panther, but in The Incredibles, the, the villain syndrome is relatable, understandable, and you get where he's coming from. <laughs> Shush. You get where this guy's coming from because he tried boy. He tried to be... What'd you say? Shush boy. Shush boy. He tried to like befriend Mr. Incredible. Mr. Incredible rejects him. And so he goes on this whole revenge thing. And you kind of get where he's coming from. He's wrong. He's kind of a jerk. But you get where he's coming from. That makes it interesting, compelling. And Mr. Incredible and the, all the other Incredibles have all interesting family dynamics. And it's much more of an interesting movie than anything Marvel puts on. But... That's another great example for you guys to check hey, out. I got to say something real quick. Sure. Real quick. Real quick. If you, so we were going in, we were going in the movie theater and I was going to get concessions and oh, yeah. the person in front of me, right? Or the couple in front of me, they were like older. They were trying to get pot, like, like they were asking. Now, no, this was a line super long because yeah, it was, it was Avengers. it was the avengers so the there's door. long movie lines long concession lines you were there you saw it i was like and 
and and I had the, this old couple in front of me, and they and they were going up to the they we finally get up to the concession uh, individual, and he was and it was like, so how much is that? Uh, how much more is the tub versus the? the uh, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. And then when when the when, movie when was they, they were debating, there was a, she was debating it for a couple minutes before finally he's like, well, I guess. Let me dig in my purse and find a quarter so I can help pay for this. I'm like, you're a jerk. All right. I'm sorry. You're a jerk. You're a piece of crap. You're a jerk. I'm sorry. You're a jerk. If you, uh, you know that people are, are looking to go in and you're already burning time debating, like fiddling around with your little coin purse, trying yeah. to pay for the popcorn, right? Get a credit card like everybody else, pay for your stuff and get the heck in the movie theater. Yeah. Boomers, man. What are you going to do? I was I, I was stunned. I'm like, what? I, and and I, I, I immediately, I was like, as she was digging through her corn purse, I'm like, look, can you just take my order a while? Look, large, large, large yeah. butterfingers. <laughs> Let's get out of the way. And that right made now. you late to the movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's pissed me off. But, all right, real quick, we're going to do bum, 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 Game of Thrones review. Of episode two okay, of season eight. Yeah, you can go to sleep now. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. bye. We'll be back soon to talk about Alex's topic. Don't worry. But Game of Thrones episode two review. What'd you think? I can't wait for tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, this was the calm before the storm episode where everybody's, you know, doing their last little goodbyes in case they die in the Battle of Winterfell. Oh, there were some big, 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 big moments between um, some characters. Uh, I the Brienne getting knighted scene was the best scene in the that episode. Was cool. That I was really it. cool. I really liked it. I her, really liked not it. only does it, you know, possibly complete her arc, but also possibly completes Jamie's character arc. Jamie has gone from this you know, totally different character than he is now, and this just shows that he is now just just completely from being the biggest knight in the world and the Kingslayer, the jerk that everybody hates, to now. Where he is here, it's completely morphed him, and it's amazing. Um, Arya, I I assumed in the first episode that she had the hots for Gendry. Didn't think she'd go that far, but she did, mm-hmm. and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I have a f- bad, bad, bad feeling that next episode, t- tomorrow night, a lot of characters are going to die. Mm-hmm. A lot of main oh, yeah. big characters. Who do you think is going to die? Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, anybody's up for grabs. I think... I think Bran could die. I think Bran could die, too. I think Brienne will die. And I think um, somebody else might die. I think you're going to see at least three or four main characters die. And I think Winterfell might fall in this episode... Or as uh, one person at TP was saying, that they could defeat the Ice King or Night King here. Uh, Arya will defeat the Night King. The dead will be killed. Oh, uh, Jay Bear might die too. I think Jay Bear is going to die. Mm-hmm. And then the last three episodes are John versus Daenerys. Because she has realized that John's now the rightful heir to the throne, the Iron Throne. Yeah. But she's not going to give it up. And he... 
I don't know how he's going to take that because he might be afraid of her being like her father. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. And they haven't shown any footage past these three episodes. So I think the dead actually could be wiped out here and they'll be back to the whole back, you know, John versus Daenerys. Well, and they're, they're going to have to deal with Cersei. They're definitely going to have to deal with Cersei. That's going to be, I think that's going to be an episode. Or two. Unless she dies from a pregnancy. That's what uh, our friend was predicting, that she would have a uh, pregnancy that would kill her. And that's possible. I think that might actually be how she dies. It makes sense. Possible, but I, I don't think... Like, like you're gonna you're gonna have eight seasons and then you're just gonna have her die from a pregnancy I don't know I think that's true I think this evil woman is good that there's gonna be some long drawn out watch she doesn't die maybe she's just thrown in exile or something or thrown in prison or tortured or something like there's a lot of possibilities uh but I, I'm just nervous going into the next episode. I don't want Jamie to die. Jamie's my boy. Like, he literally is a good guy. He's just done some really awful things. Like, you know, the things I do for love. You know? I do, I do, want, I want, to, I do want to see if uh, the bearded dude finally... Thorman? Yeah. The big woman, as he would say. That was so funny. <laughs> Giant's milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm dying so to see. Funny. I want to see. I want to see him get with Brienne. Okay. You want you ship I do. That? I do. I want to see him get with Brienne. Mm. Cause you know. I love the funniest thing is he's, Tormund. He, he eyes her up like, like nobody's business, and I'm like. Dude, just let it happen. Just I just love the happen. first thing he says when he gets the winter photos. He goes, is the big woman still here? <laughs> this is like, oh my God, I love this guy. It's hilarious. Uh, and then when he like hugs John, that was funny. So, but yeah, next episode, oh my God, I can't wait. And I think it's going to be one of those long ones too. Because the longest battle ever filmed was in Two Towers, which is 40 minutes long. This one is going to be longer than that. It's going to be a full hour of battle. But... There is going to they just, the, the the people that wrote described mm. it as more of like a horror. Yeah. And that's what this is probably going to be. Like it's going to be a survival horror is how they described it. And that's exactly how I see it's going to be. It's going to be intense. It's probably going to be one of the best episodes of this series. One of the best battles definitely. But I I can't wait. Oh my god, this show just is amazing. I used I wish I watched Game of Thrones sooner, but I'm glad I watched when I did, but whoo, I think we're going to have a lot to say after next episode. But episode two, it was a slow, talky episode, but I think it's going to be one of those episodes that when you look back after what happens in this episode, it's going to give that episode so much more weight because that'll be some character's last moments. And there will be a lot of questions. Yeah. A lot of questions. Uh, some questions answered, a lot more that'll be <sighs> what happens next. Yeah. All right. So what was your, the thing you want to discuss, Alex, before we have a few minutes left? Um, uh, Dictator Phil, did you see the uh, Joe Rogan comment? I did not. I well, I do want to though. Like I I definitely did. I saw it. I saw that that he had the um, he had the Adam Conover had the episode with Joe Rogan. I wasn't. Oh man, dude, that's a spicy one. Okay, like, how I, sad. I saw Joe Rogan getting like actually mad. He actually like defended himself for once. Really? What? What was? Wait, who was this guest again? 
Adam you ever Car see Edwards Everything? Oh, it was that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, like, Joe Rogan was defending his position for one. Because, like, Adam was being so ridiculous about you saying that, like, alpha males don't exist, that, uh, like, talking about, like, kids, you know, transgender kids should not be getting, like, uh, Adam was saying they should be given, like, hormone treatment, and, like, Joe Rogan was actually saying, no, they shouldn't be given hormone treatment. And Adam was oh, also wow. trying to go and say that, like, transgender athletes should be able to go and compete in women's division. And, like, it was it was pretty crazy. It kind of, like, showed how much uh, Adam Conover is just, like, a complete, like, fraud if he's actually, like, if he's has someone competent, like, calling out his uh, crap, basically. Like, it, it was a pretty intense one. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to look at some clips from it because I didn't even... I heard some people talking about but I didn't know that that was Adam's Rubens everything, Adam. So I'll have to look at that. Right, but, uh, maybe, for, maybe for next time or something because you know, we don't have too much time left and it seems like... Oh, yeah. But uh, uh, speaking of which, I have a uh, guest who might want to be on uh, at some point. Oh. Yeah. Who is it? He was uh, author of a book called The Gokwe Kid. He's this uh, guy from a country that doesn't exist anymore. Who happens, oh. happens to be a um, very interesting character. I, must got, I think he's he's having some problems financial right now, but uh, hopefully he won't be kicked out just yet of his cool. house. But uh, he's a cool guy. I, I definitely recommend uh, you know, talking to him once in a while. He's got a very interesting... Uh, like sort of penmanship style and uh he's very he's like a comedian kind of interesting but yeah he wants to he would like to be on i i offered him he's like oh yeah sure hmm. it's an interesting character if you ever get a chance to speak to him but yeah we have to make sure we have the sensor button on <laughs> yeah we use it a lot today because some people don't know how to behave properly what do you mean well to be <laughs> fair we haven't been on air in like a semester i know so. i know i'm kidding around I, we've all had to use the dump button. Yeah, it's got to take a dump once in a while. Thank you for listening. Well, if you want my we'll drink and a coffee every day, you do it every day, so. Yeah. Yeah.